0: The Bain Free Radio
1: Hour. On the podcast, hard science fiction ebook specials and aircraft flying perfectly normally in non Euclidean dimensions. Plus, we continue with the complete audiobook serialization of David Weber's uncompromising honor. All right now. Welcome to the Bain Free Radio Hour podcast. I'm Bain Senior Editor, Tony Daniel. We have a wide-ranging discussion this time with Bain publisher, Tony Wisecoff about a lot of great upcoming Bain books. We talk 2021, Weber's, Ringo's, Korea's, Flant's, and many more great offerings. Plus, we even delve into the deep future at Bain Books, that is 2022. So that's coming up. And we continue with the complete audiobook serialization of David Weber's Honor Harrington series masterpiece, Uncompromising Honor. Now, here's the news. We have a June hard science fiction ebook sale you should check out. Inspired by real science, gritty, realistic. That's hard science fiction. To celebrate the awe-inspiring, wonder-producing hard science fiction of Great Bane authors such as Patrick Childs, Travis S. Taylor, and of course Larry Niven, Jerry Pornell, and Stephen Barnes. Here are some amazing ebook discount selections for June. We have $2 off on Frozen Orbit by Patrick Childs. We have $2 off Battle Luna by Travis S. Taylor, Timothy Zahn, Michael Z. Williamson, Casey E. Zell, and Josh Hayes. And we have a $2 off special on The Legacy of Herod by Larry Niven, Jerry Pornell, and Stephen Barnes. Plus $1 off on a huge selection of hard science fiction ebooks, including titles by Larry Niven and Jerry Pornell, Patrick Childs, Travis S. Taylor, and more. Check out all the discounts at the Bain website but the discount supply wherever Bane eBooks are sold. The June hard science fiction eBook sale where gravity makes things falls. The speed of light is an actual speed limit and eBook discount supply wherever Bain eBooks are sold. Hey, wanna welcome Bain publisher, Tony Weiskopf to the podcast. Hey Tony. caught you in midst. Hey
2: everybody, yeah. Yeah. That's much better product placement than mine. I'm not getting paid to show lift a nice tea.
1: So, <laughs> so Tony right. is, is the uh, publisher of Bane and she um she's edited some anthologies and such, but mostly she just is my boss and everything <laughs> and is responsible for everything we do around here. Um, the buck stops with her. So, um What uh, we were, we were thinking we could um, maybe catch everybody up on what's coming up. Uh, We have planned out um, in the works or already done everything up through next spring, sort of, although uh, things are still being churning and and burning, but, um, but, but we have a good idea of what we can tell you is coming. So what, um, where should we start? You want to start with, um, with this great summer we've got coming up?
2: Yeah, I think uh, we've, let's go, let's go ahead and start with our, our August titles. Um, we, uh, I, I know you guys uh, have already um, uh, covered most of most of the summer already. So we'll, we'll look ahead to things that uh, maybe haven't covered yet on the podcast. Um, I, you know, I, I love all the books that we published, you know, we, we wouldn't publish them if they weren't books that I enjoyed reading too. Um, but yeah, um, Uh, So, but I am very excited about what we've got coming up. Um, And, uh, and I'm excited that we're going to be able to send Larry Korea out to bookstores on a book signing tour. Um, We haven't been able to do that in a while. Um, And uh, so uh, we're we're sending Larry out to test the waters and, um, and uh, hope Larry's fans will turn out for him. Um, He's going to be making a lot of stops. Um, You have to check our social media. We haven't quite finalized everything um, uh, but in New Orleans and um, other stops in the south and the midwest and he's doing a uh, fundraiser for Uncle Hugo's in Minneapolis at uh, the Dreamhaven bookstore. So uh, really really excited
1: to be able to... Uncle Hugo's burned down or was burned. Yes,
2: yes, yes. It it was uh, caught up in the events of 2020 um, the science fiction community is coming together to help, um, uncle Hugo, um, which, hopefully rebuild it in a new location, yeah,
1: it, which is, which was a great and great bookstore in Minneapolis, by the way, if, for those who don't know, um,
2: it was, it was, it was uncle a great science fiction. store. Yeah, it, it was a great science fiction and a great mystery store. Um, so um, uh, I, I myself read, read mysteries and I, I think I left with more mysteries than I did science fiction when I, when I visited there. But um, so we, we hope they will be able to be rebuilt. Um, and uh, in the meantime, as I said, the, there is a GoFundMe um, that you can, uh, that you can um, help out Uncle Hugo in, in his uh, efforts um, to rebuild um, and Uncle Edgar. Uh, in the person of Don Bliley, who is an amazing bookseller um, and uh, has been a strong supporter of Bain over the years and a particularly strong supporter of Larry Carey. So, um, why? Happy to.
1: Yeah. Why are we sending Larry out?
2: Why are we sending Larry out? Um, mostly because uh, Larry is a people person. Um, and oh, wait. He's a strong. Uh,
1: wait. We haven't mentioned bloodlines, <laughs> is what I was saying, but <laughs> yet. It's obvious to. Oh, I-
2: huge! <laughs> it's a huge supporter of uh, bookstores, and um, and is uh, among our top requested authors uh, for bookstores to do to do signing. So yes, the occasion of uh, this book signing tour is a brand new Monster Hunter um, International novel that he wrote with Sarah Hoyt. Um, and it oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, that was uh, that was last summer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was last summer. So this is um, this is the brand new Monster Hunter novel that is uh uh a solo novel by uh by Larry called Monster Hunter Bloodlines. Um, and uh, we're very happy to join author and fans uh with this new MHI novel um featuring um, Owen Zestaba Pitt um in uh uh, in, in his first uh, first adventure since that we've seen him on uh, since uh, the novel that um, uh, he made a brief appearance in uh, with uh, the, that uh, Larry wrote with uh, with Sarah. So um, excited to make that happen! We do have swag for those who attend the, uh, the signings. We're, we're excited to see that um, uh, and ho- and hope to see that in pictures. Um, we we'll, we'll be running. Do, do you have a? Uh,
1: yeah, we. Look, I have, we could... I have. I have it here.
2: <laughs> Mystery swag.
1: Mystery swag. <laughs> this might be. a right, that, book bag. That's that,
2: And it might not. So yeah, we, we can't. Not. We can't show it to you. No reveal yeah. yet. <laughs> no reveal yet. <laughs> Um, so that's coming out in August and, uh, you'll have to watch the social medias and our, um, and our, uh, and our webpage for, um, uh, for the, for the exact times and dates of those signings. But, but that one's uh, a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, Owen just gets into more and more trouble. So,
1: yeah.
2: I um, think exactly o, uh, it's,
1: a, it's like a, Owen versus another, like impossibly impossible to be God that he somehow probably will find a way to uh, take on.
2: So. Well, uh, he's going to need a lot of help this time, um, and he, and making making alliances is uh, is part of what uh, Owen has to do. Um, and Owen is much more a, you know, just you see it in front of it, you hug it, you change his diaper, you kill it. This is you know these are. <laughs> Uh, he likes he likes simple choices and these unfortunately are not simple choices that he has to make. So um it's Larry being cruel to his main character, which you know, which we enjoy.
1: Yes. <laughs> always good to say. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's see, what else is Augusty? Um
2: August is is another uh, is another one close to my heart. Uh, We've got uh, saving Proxima, which is a hard science fiction adventure by uh, Les Johnson and uh, Doc Travis, Travis Taylor. and uh, I, I love publishing hard science fiction. These guys, you know, the, the, the degrees that they have between them is, you know, ridiculous. Um, they are practicing scientists. Um, uh, we're very, very proud of uh, Les's uh, solar sail um, experiments uh, that's going to be going up with NASA very soon. Um, and it's just great to be able to publish that kind of, you know, Gosh, wow, gee whiz, real science fiction that's based on real science um, that got so many of us into the field. Um, But I also want to talk about some of the other things that Travis is doing because Travis is on TV right now. Um, He is... The uh, one of the stars of the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, um, and he's getting to do um, experimental science, um, trying to figure out the weird stuff that's going on in this ranch in Utah. Um, This is a ranch that uh, Robert Bigelow owned of the Bigelow Space Stations um fame uh, owned it for um, a couple decades i think um and he too was investigating the weird things was going on there the weird phenomena but we have new <coughs> um uh new processes um, and new instruments that we can bring to bear um on the ground now and it's a really fun show on the history channel so um if you want to see uh, doc travis um uh, doing what uh, I'm not going to say what he does best because I think he writes science fiction best, but um, he is uh, getting to have a lot of fun uh, on this TV show. So I will recommend that. Uh,
1: Travis, and well. Travis and Les are both just really excited about yeah. ideas and and science and the 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 intersection of science and life. They uh, it really comes across um, when you talk to either one of them too. But um, it's, it's cool when they combine. This book is about like um, they, they got to go to Proxima Centauri to maybe save some aliens. And it they have to take it. They, they have to do it. The, you know, there's no breaking the speed of light limit or anything like that. And so all of those those um, relativity effects come into play in this, um, all the things that the good hard science fiction stuff comes into play and, and it affects people's lives. Right.
2: Yeah. 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 And, and dealing with real, real world problems in a real world way is, uh, I think inspiring. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there, there's a lot of fun with, with some gosh, wow and let's just poof, you know, go where the action is, but, um, you know, but science, real science is dealing with real problems and, um, uh, for instance, the problems of cats uh, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, getting real scientists to write some real science fiction. You know, something we're very proud of, of, of doing in being So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, of course, then there's always breaking stuff up. So uh, World Breakers is also an August title. Oh, that's right. That. <laughs> yeah. It, uh... it, it is. World Breakers is tons of fun. Um, it is uh, basically inspired by Keith Lummer's BOLOs. Um, um, and um, more specifically, Jim Bain's editorial um, letter to Keith Lummer talking about the BOLOs. Um, and we shared that letter with a bunch of authors. And they were inspired to write stories about uh big ai tanks um and uh we had uh, uh tony and uh christopher Rocchio uh put put this together you want to so tell 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 us uh
1: yeah. well hi,
2: it's who about you, got to, who you got to play in this
1: yes. yeah
2: yeah
1: <laughs> that's fun i mean the there's all kind of cool stuff um as you might suspect a lot of the stories uh, have the AI tank as the main character and and who we see everything through. And they're often these stalwart characters who and the humans are just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And the AI tanks are, are sympathetic and fun. Uh, and, um, and trying to deal with all these insane humans around them and, and keep to their duty and do what they're good at. Um, which is kind of a classic Bolo sort of take on, on them. Um, I think. And uh, a few of them, the tanks are a little uh, a little off. They can't quite figure out what's going on because they've been out of um, circulation for a while, and they suddenly wake up or something like that. And so, adapting to <laughs> a completely new reality is kind of fun as well for for some of the mm-hmm. stories. And there's a really good long Webber that we end it with. Um, they would oh, great. A story that is that um, is really fun, and that is. Um, that has a very stalwart um, AI tank who um, who's defending a queen of a I, I can't remember the series this is connected. He's it's one of Weber's worlds. Um, hmm.
2: Well, if it was that that other publisher, then we won't mention it anyway. So
1: <laughs> not I I anyway uh, Weber readers will immediately know when they, yeah. they get to it. But it's really fun and it's and it's about this um, this this um, very strong uh, it. Uh, courageous queen as well of a sort of far star empire future. So it's really cool. Um,
2: yeah, D- David writes, uh, r- writes women very well. Um, and uh, uh, for a long time, um, it was thought that uh, it was actually a pseudonym for a female writer. Um, so, But I think David is just in touch with his female side. So he, he's able to, he's able to uh, write strong characters of, of any sex, um, the uh, how he how he channels the AI, I'm not really sure. But he's always done really, really. I think he was one of the the best writers um, of uh, non-law or stories. Um, he and Linda Evans um, both uh, did really, really well. And John Ringo also did. did no, it was, it was Ringo. Well, no, Linda did, Linda did some uh, solo stories on her own before she worked with uh, John on the road to Damascus, but um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, other writers have been inspired by the Bolo's, um, worked in the actual Bolo universe. These are non-Bolo, um, uh, but, but definitely Bolo inspired stories. So we, uh, we try to give, give credit to, uh, Keith Lommer and, uh, his uh, his impact on uh, on the genre um, and honor him and honor his memory with the, with the with this volume so that's coming out in august too okay. um have got some uh yeah
1: um in september we're bringing a, an old uh a, a yeah. best-selling author from elsewhere has come to bain with some with a cool yes. book uh-huh. It's a it's a fantasy novel. And it's it's fast-paced, quip filled. Um a lot of fun. It's uh Simon R. Green. A lot of people will have read his his work. Um and we've got Jekyll and Hyde by him. Incorporated, sorry, Jekyll and Hyde Incorporated, because it's about these monsters that um that control the underworld and a cop who uh, sort of uh, gets drawn into this world and um, tries to take them down, and in fact, just becomes rather good at taking them down because he um, he's to repair his damage in a, in a horrific raid that went wrong. He has offered this elixir that um, might turn him into a hide, which is a kind of monster that is like uh, the Jekyll and Hydes. And uh, once you do that, you become strong, sexy, magnetic, and you can beat up vampires really good. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. Our, our, our radio listeners aren't going to be able to see that, but this is the uh, the, the cover art for uh, uh, Jekyll and Hyde Inc. and, I, and uh, Todd Lockwood it was the artist who did this and he, he he's another who likes painting strong women um so i have to say that he did a great job with the musculature of the lady in the uh sexy red dress here um and uh and uh you, you can see the 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 monster nature of our looming hero um
0: as well
2: so uh, really really a great job from from, from Todd on the cover. Um, and happy to welcome Simon Green to the Bain stable. So we will we will be having more from him um, uh, forthcoming. He's, uh, he's an American writer but he's been living in England for a long time. so he's uh, sort of got that continental touch in his, uh, in his, in his writing. Yes we, we appreciate it. so uh, that'll be fun coming out in September. What else do we have in September? Oh, uh, uh, a, a yeah, Dr. Gribbleflots. You cannot keep Dr. Gribbleflots down. He's uh, irrepressible. So, this is a sixteen uh, beloved character in the 1632 universe who's made an appearance um, in the Grantville Gazettes um, in many, many stories and uh, has appeared in. Um, in a book um, that uh, with the Bane imprint uh, a couple of years ago, and he comes back um, in a new book by uh, Karen Offord and Rick Boatwright coming out in September. Another just absolutely fun uh, 1632 cover from uh, Tom Kid. Tom Kidd. yeah. yeah. So if I can,
1: and you could, I can find... You could characterize this book as a bit of a romp. <laughs> if yes. You... <laughs> Pretty fun. There,
2: yeah. there we go. Yeah, there's a gun to Gribble Flots's head. I, I am 100% sure that he deserves it. You know, <laughs> he's a charlatan, uh, but, he, but he's also got the hard school. So, so that's coming out uh, in September as well. Um, speaking of Les Johnson, we are reprinting um, Going Interstellar, uh, one of the first uh, collections that he did for us, that it did with Jack McDevitt and uh, les is an irrepressible speaker um who has been um he talks about uh, science and uh, and and um, its impact on on people uh, and wherever he goes people want to uh, to buy this book going, which is all about taking humanity to the next star
1: um, it's, a, and, it's a science uh, and yeah. science fiction collection which is really cool I always loved them when I was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they're some of the most influential uh, works that we do, if not, if not the best selling, uh, because they tend to, um, all all the metaphors that I can think of are biological about like growing like mold and, you know, should probably be better metaphors, but uh, (laughs) uh, they, they, they tend to, they tend to keep on making you think. Um, and, um, uh, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. Can we, can we talk about the uh, teacher's guides that we have for going interstellar?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Good teacher guide. Yeah. We, have yeah. a, uh, we have a lot of teacher guides, so that's one of them that we have. Um, these are really comprehensive, um, uh, they have synopses of the books or uh, synopses of the stories. If it's an anthology like this, and uh, they have study questions, they have uh, some some quizzes, they have discussion ideas, they have um, Lexile scores. If it's a, and and we got them together, then they're they're written by teachers um, for teachers, including homeschooling parents, and uh, they are. We got them together in order to to make teaching these, you know, to get these fun books into the hands of um, of some really smart kids or um, or teenagers and get them thinking and, and get them some stuff that, that they will enjoy reading. Um, yeah. and it won't feel like yeah. such a, and, and yet still learn from. So I yeah. have oh, a bunch of these. Um, I can go get one if you want.
2: Yeah, the the, the two things I want to point out is that they they are written by uh, grad students and teachers um, themselves. So the people who are actually going to be. Everybody who's
1: done it has been the teacher, even if they're not at the moment. Yeah. grab.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they're thick. Um, you know, we're talking 40, 50 pages of material here. So it's not just something that we toss off. Uh, these things are available free at the website um, for downloads. Um, and we encourage uh, anybody who, who's a fan of the book, but also um, anyway, anybody who is looking to homeschool. There we go. Um, there's, uh,
1: uh, uh, yeah. did this one. So all of the hind lines that um, the, that we do. We've got teacher guides, so like Farmer in the Sky and Star Beast um, and uh, everything else. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: yeah, we do. We've got uh, we've got a teacher guide for 1632 as well, so there's just a, a wide range of curricula that can be approached through these books um,
1: from, those, from history
2: to hard science.
1: Um, yeah. we, we have for each one of them as well.
2: Uh, Wait, for, for which one?
1: For the uh, a beautiful friendship, and tree yeah. cat wars, and well, uh, the middle one is um, fire season. Yeah, and those are those actually intended for like really smart twelve year olds, or, or even really smart ten year olds, if they're if they're. If they're yeah. basically,
2: been- basically us when we were kids. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, this is this is the kind of stuff that that uh, you know we you know we were interested in reading and 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 we were able to find and we want to make it we want to make that possible for the next generations as well. So,
1: I think these timelines uh, are really great too. For I mean, uh, they're yeah. neglected these, but this is about a kid that that goes to Ganymede, that has to migrate, immigrate to Ganymede, and they have to figure out how to. You know, it's a tough world and. some of his family don't make it, and he and he he has to. You know, he's a pioneer. Yeah. So it's it's fun, and it's not all nicey nicey. Uh, Oh God, no. (laughs) But it, uh, you know, I think it's something that 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 um, really speaks to the pioneering spirit that could also be translated into talking about America. Say, um, if you wanted to do some history.
2: Yep. Yep, absolutely, um, and it, uh, part of the thing that we do with this, with the study guides is, is we do help people um, see where the relevance is in these books, um, some of which are older, um, so that they can, uh, they, they can uh, you know, help, help, help other people see um, that this is not just, you know, old boring stuff, but um, actually really fun and cool oh let's see what else we got coming up in September Oh, yeah, that's that's the new stuff. We do, uh, of course, publish uh, reprints of our paperbacks. Um, we've got The Valkyrie Protocol and Nightwatch coming out in September as well. Those are really cool books. I, I, I kind of want to mention the paperbacks and the reprints that we're doing this year because most of them are going to be reprints from um, <coughs> the plague year of 2020. So um, anybody who uh, who wasn't going out and finding their books in bookstores, um, uh, you can catch up on the paperbacks now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, they are there.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, um, what trader's leap is, um, is the September mass market, isn't it? Um,
2: oh, yeah, it's October.
1: And, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. It's October. Yeah.
2: Then, yeah. Uh, let's see. Our big October title <coughs> is, uh, going to be To End in Fire by oh, yeah. David Weber and Eric Flint. And that, yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of people are going to be waiting for that one. I'm waiting for that one. Uh, David is doing a final polish on that. Um, so we don't have the eARC out yet. Anybody who's asking, do, you know, when can we see the ERC? Um as soon as possible. Uh, we do like sending out uh, the electronic advanced reader copies. Um, but it's not quite done yet. Um, David is a perfectionist, and we love that about him. Um, and he wants to make sure that this is absolutely just uh, the kind of quality that you expect in a new Honorverse novel. Because that's what this is, a new Honorverse novel that takes us past the um, the timeline of the the last uh, uh, Honorverse novel that we had, which I will mention was a top five New York Times bestseller. So um really really excited to see david and, and eric flint uh working together again um they play off of each other really well um their characters um uh, like the authors are very different um and that makes for a lot of fun playing in the universe so um we are getting to see more of um, uh, the underbelly of, of the Otterverse in this one. So uh, I, I really, really excited. Great, great cover by uh, longtime longtime Otterverse um, artist, uh, David Manitly for this too. Just really big swooshy battles to end in fire. Oh, um, I, don't think I, I, don't, I don't have the, the artwork on that, but the, um, the back, the back cover of this is, uh, is is also something for insiders to take a look at. Um, it's a wrap cover, um, and the back cover has got a sort of looming face of evil um, in the back. And the reason why it has a looming face of evil is because the working title for this was the face of evil. So <laughs> um, that was that was uh, the concept that uh, David was given when. Um, uh, when he started work on the cover, but we finalized we finalized the title very late in the process. So, uh, but the looming face of evil was so cool that we kept it for the back cover. So now you know that's why that's there.
1: It's uh, so. probably got yeah. something to do with those, the the remnants or the uh, the masterminds of those masons uh, Mason alignments right. the They yeah. won't always no this.
2: no spoilers here, but yes, <laughs> yeah, we we do get to find out more about what's happening back there. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that'll boy. be a big, cool, that's going to be a big, um, that's coming out in September. Uh, no, October. All right, let's see. Uh, Space Time War. Les Johnson was very busy. Um, and um, Apparently, uh, you know when you send him home to work, he gets more more productive. Um, and that's fantastic. So we have a new solo novel by Les Johnson. Uh, I know you worked with Les on that, Tony. So you want to tell them a little bit about the plot for that one?
1: Well, it is um it's it's. <laughs> It's you can't say much about it without giving it away because it's got no no
2: no that's true. There are spoiler alerts there. <laughs> yeah.
1: But basically it is uh it's about a massive uh interstellar war that's going on that humanity is losing against um a force that they do not understand. And um the only solution and the only hope is um is to go back in time and try to uh, unravel this. And so that's why it's called the space-time war. Um, yeah. there is some, there's a lot of t- twisty turnings um, but it is also, um, it's, it's all about interstellar war and our main characters are officers on ships and there's two, we have a cool love interest between two, um, captains who are on different, they're, they're allies, but they can't really, they're not going to be able to get together, uh, under the strictures of their services. And so it's a difficult situation, um. And and so, this
2: close to calling of, it Star Crossed Lovers. This yes. close,
1: <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and it's just got a lot of it, it's got a lot of adventure, and uh, you know, it's got a lot of Star Trek feel to it. I thought Les didn't agree with me, but I was like, this feels like old uh original series. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: so. yeah. Original series Star Trek, not
1: yes, know, no, no Star not Star Trek. <laughs> And not doing anything but talking with you. So, so anyway, <laughs> whatever. So, and we have a. Uh, actually, we have two sort of. Um, Less is. I mean, this is not Less's debut. His debut was the the Mission to Metheny, but this right. is his second solo novel. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we have uh, Dave Barra's book, which is um yeah. which is his fourth novel in that he had another series elsewhere but uh this is first bane book and it's it's kind of it's a debut of a of a possible series and uh it's it is also big space time stuff i mean space stuff um it is space opera on a grand scale it's about a um a captain who uh from a civil war that was lost and uh, he, he kind of fell into uh, into a deplorable state, but he gets another chance, a chance to redeem himself. He gets, because he was the best of the best of the rebels that got defeated. And uh, their cause was just, by the way. Um, they just, <laughs> up against a, you know, a bigger, bigger foe. And now he's got... Well, they did. Crude yeah, about it sounds that. sort
2: of fi- fi- firefly reminiscent but that's you know but, yeah but but a very but but a, but a far far more far future setting
1: yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. It's, it's got that feel for sure and uh he's it, because he was so good the the foe that defeated uh him those low those uh that decade ago um they need him they need him so they dig him up and well, out of you know his job which he's he's become a Uh, a regular uh, merchant captain to, to go out and meet some, some uh, they don't know if they're aliens or what they are, but they're, they're scary and they can't be defeated. And they figured this guy figured out how to defeat a lot of their people. So maybe he's the one. So it's about the redemption of this guy, uh, this character, as well as the, the mystery of what the heck is going on. It's called Trinity by Dave Barra.
2: But my key thing is, can I imagine Nathan Fillion as the as as the main character? <laughs> and but an older an an older Nathan Fillion. So. <laughs> well,
1: he's not that old. He I mean he was he got defeated in his I think uh, late twenties, early thirties. So it's been you know he's in his forties. So he's okay. yeah. I think he's like forty some, like early forties. So he's All not. Right.
2: Sweet, sweet spot for Hollywood actors. So that's right. Not, not an accident. So, so we're happy to welcome Dave Barra to, uh, to our ranks. Um, and, uh, hope you guys will enjoy this book too. Um, let's see October, October, October. Ah, Trader's Leap. Yes. Um, we've got, uh, a new novel out in paperback, uh, in the Lee Aiden universe by Sharon Lee and Steve Miller. Um, I love reading the Lee Aiden stories. They are so much fun and they're different every time. Um, they, they, uh, the Lee and Miller are fantastic with their characters and with world building and the settings. And it's just, it's so much fun to go back to, uh, to go back to this universe. I, uh, I, 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 I really enjoy it. Um, and uh, we should mention that, um, how many books are in this series? 20 plus. Many, 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 many. Um, and we haven't even gotten to the short stories, uh, which we'll get to next season. But uh, we have a flow chart. <laughs> so there are ways. Um, on.
1: You can get yeah. in it, at a lot of places in, in this series. It's, yes. You don't have to go to the beginning and start reading. Although you could. Right. Um.
2: Yeah. But, which is, which is fun. We'll do that. Um, but, uh, we have a flow chart with, uh, with, with, with better entry places, um, uh, and different, uh, different arcs when the, with, with, within the, within the universe. Um, and yeah, there are several long running story arcs and lots of, uh, interacting characters and somebody who is a spirit carrier in one novel, maybe the main character in another novel, um, just, just so well done. and, and and uh, knitted together uh, nicely by 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 these authors, um, uh, who are also great with their fans, uh, wonderful social media presence, um, and uh, uh, fun fun to interact with on, on on that level too. So if you haven't thought about it, I recommend that. So uh, let's see, where are we? Uh, oh, weird, weird World War Three. Uh, Sean Patrick Hazlitt, late captain of the United States Army. Um, he is now in financial services in, um, God forbid, California. Um, uh, and uh, he put together a, uh, a really just stellar um, anthology um, of stories about uh, we're, uh, World War Three that never was, uh, but that may be. Uh, uh, these these are stories you saw a lot of these coming out of um, uh, coming out of Vietnam were um, stories where they would sort of walk the line between horror and uh, and fantasy and straight military fiction um, and these are uh, what uh, Sean has put together for uh, Weird World War Three.
1: Um, well, uh, moving into Oct, let's see, we were talking about October. Um... Should we talk about? Yeah, November? I
2: think we're ready for we the Romanov rest yeah, for November
1: coming up, which yes. is very cool. Um, that is uh, Tom Kratman has moved into a new realm with this. Um, this is really cool book. Um, it's an alternate history instead of it, it's kind of it's still got that Carrera like, um, uh, implacable sort of, um, uh moving forward war is what it is you know tom was a was a was a colonel in the army um he has definite ideas about how war should be fought and he presents them here uh as well um, he's a huge student of history and so he's he's able to pull a lot of that out in this um basically i mean do you want to talk about it i it's
2: Uh, yeah, no, why don't you take it? The, uh,
1: Romanovs, uh, the Romanov family, um, you know, were were killed and, and which led to the, you know, the, the horror of the, of the Soviet union and everything. And, and a lot of the, the terror, terrible things that happened during the 20th century. Um, and this is an alternate history that just has them, uh, being saved perhaps, um, They're not quite saved, but they they might be saved by the skin of their teeth, at least maybe some of them, um, and what that means and how that will change the dynamic of the the Russian Revolution and and maybe uh, make things um, give some hope there, where there is none in reality. So kind of like, uh, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, our other alternate history that came out last year that was (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> completely different film, but it you know it uh, completely different story. But the idea is that why don't we rewrite some things that just were the worst things that ever could have happened, uh, and see what uh, see what might have been, and what might. and, and if you like blimps or what airships, you know, a lot of people love freaking airships so much. I've never been one that has caught onto that mystique, but people love them. This has a lot of Zeppelins, a lot of Zeppelins.
2: Yeah. We actually did let a different artist illustrate the Zeppelin this time, or the, uh, the uh, lighter than airship, um, uh, Dominic Harmon. Uh, got, to, got to illustrate this one. Um, uh, Tom's uh, two co-authors on this one, uh, Casey Adele and, and, uh, Justin Watson. Um, Justin is also, uh, late of, uh, the U S army. Uh, Casey is uh, actively serving a major in our air force. Um, yeah. so when we're talking military alternate history, these are, these are people who understand military structures, um, uh, and, uh, and, and what it feels like to be a soldier. So, um, and, uh, and and Tom is running these collaborations like a military operation, so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're we're getting uh, we're getting to see Tom work with, uh, with with some newer authors in the field, and um, the big, uh, and, and that's book. exciting too. What uh, what now?
1: The big massive book with some illustrations in it too. So yes, as long yes. as you're proven, but <laughs> they're fine. They'll come across yeah. fine. So, um.
2: so, that's the that's the Romanov rescue. Um, I'm right now looking at the uh, the outline for the next book, and that's exciting too. But I won't give you any secrets uh, from that because that would be a, a spoiler for uh, for this one. Uh, oh. Next one, This Broken World. Oh, yeah, true. Talking about, yeah, talking about authors trying out new genres, right? We got uh, Chuck Gannon has written practically everything except for epic fantasy. We're about to get rid of that except for. So <laughs> <laughs> um, This Broken World is uh, is uh, Charles E. Gannon's take on what an epic fantasy should be. So I am i am in the middle of reading it uh, i'm very excited about it i don't have the e out yet but it will be soon um and uh, we we put a big fat fantasy type cover on it um with uh, kurt, kurt miller uh kurt miller doing the honors there um he's a he's a different sort of hero as you would expect from from chuck as Druidane, dane um uh, the the hero of this broken world um and uh, he's, uh, he is frustrated in his ambition, let's just put it that way, that um, he is a young man who grew up knowing exactly what he was going to be and exactly how he was going to do that. Um, and, his, uh, and the world is not cooperating at all. <laughs> With what, how he saw himself and and how he saw his future. So I think there's, uh, I think there's some resonances for uh, for for young people today um, in this one. But it's also just a fun fantasy world where lots of cool cool things are happening.
1: I think I noticed the dragon on the cover had hands. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Yes. That's
1: interesting.
2: Uh, well. That, that, yeah, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> so, uh, you can't trust dragons in this world, just like you can't trust cats in this world. So, um, yeah, uh, it's uh, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, Charles, Charles E. Gannon, Chuck Gannon is a deep, deep, deep thinker. <laughs> so how you see things the first time is not necessarily how you're going to see things the next time. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, just lots, of, lots and lots of fun.
1: Looking forward to that. Looking forward to talking yeah. and talk about it on the on the podcast as well. That'll be fun. Okay. Good. So. Yeah.
2: Uh, oh, all right. Uh, another another new title coming out in November: um, "Gunfight on Europa Station." Uh, it's a collection of all original stories edited by David Bope. Um, Dave did uh, three anthologies of weird westerns for us. Um, Big names Jim Butcher, Charlene Harris, uh, Larry Correa, um, lots of people uh, uh, shared their weird westerns. Um, and uh, the question was, where do we go after that? I'm like, well, of course, you take it to space, you know, right? Um, we're a science fiction house. So uh, we now have weird westerns in space, gunfight on Europa Station. Um, and uh, Dave has put together another uh, star-studded uh, volume. Uh, also, some you know some room for some newer authors, people you might not uh, be familiar with at first, um, but will want to continue reading. Um, just another fun, fun set of uh, fun set of stories. So it's coming out in November. Uh, we're reprinting in Fury Born. <coughs> by uh, David Weber in November. And one of the reasons why we're reprinting In Fury Born is because David is, I will say finally, I'm allowed to finally here, uh, finally writing uh, stories you get in that universe. Um, in this case with a new writer, Richard Fox. Um, and uh, th- these are books that we had prequels to In Fury Born that we have contracted for pretty sure in the nineties, <laughs> previous century. Um, that are finally coming to fruition, and uh, since I think *In Fury Born* is some of the best work that David Weber has ever done, I'm very, very excited to uh, to be able to to have the, to have these prequels in this universe. So, um, if you have if you like Honor Harrington, you haven't yet read *In Fury Born*. Oh my God, so much fun! You are going to really, really enjoy these. So, yeah.
1: yeah. And *Governor* is yeah. out right now.
2: *Governor* is out right now. Yeah.
1: At booksellers everywhere. <laughs> so.
2: uh, finally, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, speaking of finally, yes, that leads us nicely into That Was Then, This Is Now by Michael Z. Williamson. Um, and uh, he wrote a really fun time travel story called um, A Long Time Until Now um, did very, very well for us. Um, and then real life intervened. And We finally, finally, finally have the sequel to that, uh, which is called, that was, that was now, this is then, um, where we get to see a little bit more of the mechanism behind the time travel. Um, and we see a new hapless band of, um, uh, American military guys uh, and gals um, trapped in a time that uh, is not a terribly forgiving time, um, and they have only the uh, uh, the the things that they bring with them to uh, to to survive on. Um, I have to say this kind this kind of, 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 of story is why my SUV is packed with all kinds of crap. I could survive for months on just the stuff in my SUV. Just you
1: know? in case you get thrown back at the Paleolithic times <laughs> in Iran. I, uh, Afghanistan Indeed. <laughs> you will be prepared at least for a while.
2: I will. There will be there will be peanut butter and crackers by God <laughs> so, yeah. among other things.
1: No, well it was I I, I thought that was a wonderful book. Um it's, it's possibly uh I mean I like Freehold. I think that's his best novel myself, but I this is that um a long time until now was his second best in in my opinion. And then uh I, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to this one, which is almost done. He said he would turn it in tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so
2: we, we don't have out. the Eric yet on that one either. Yeah. <laughs> We do not. But we'll have it. To, we will have the ERC tomorrow. No, we will not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll be able to do that <laughs> so.
2: soon. Soon, soon. Yeah, then
1: yeah, within, yeah we'll, we'll have it the normal time. Um, we should. We Four months before yeah. we could. Yeah. But uh, we'll.
2: Let's see, our other all new original is sword and planet uh, which brings us um, a, a new cover artist Kieran Yanner um, is the uh, is the cover artist here um, he has got a, a very uh, traditional swooshy fun uh, fun uh, fun approach to science fiction art um, and in this case we have all new original stories um, uh, a sword and planet stories so you, you mean, we embrace the power of and. We have blasters and swords too. Um, and this is what does that a great mean, child of stories. What?
1: That sounds what? like something from the golden age of science fiction. You're talking about. What does that mean? How would you characterize those stories? Fun. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they take place on a planet. I, right
2: they take place on a they, they take place on a planet um and you know there's all different there's all different ways to to get to the the point where the technology of having swords and blasters makes sense um and a bunch of different authors take take a swing at uh take a take a swing at because that um it. yeah ah, take a stab at it with the yes, okay. <laughs> well they are damn it uh, <laughs> uh, a- Simon Green. Yeah, si- yeah, yeah. Shh. Shh. <laughs> I'm gonna send the cat over to your, your window over there. Uh, Simon Green is uh, one of our uh, uh headliners. TC McCarthy, um, take a shot at it. Jody Lynn Nye, uh, Jessica Cluitz, um, Peter Fehervari, uh, is a new to Bain author, um, that, um, uh, that, uh, uh, that, that you get to uh, see for the first time um, in, in this volume that edited by Christopher Rocchio. Um, we Christopher, Christopher a He's
1: got a story in there, too, probably, from his uh, Sun Eater uh, trilogy or quadrology or whatever it is. Um, yes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, Christopher is a novelist. Uh, we know him also as... Uh, the recently former editor for Bain, um, uh, we welcomed uh, David F. Sharrad, uh as the new uh, social media man for uh, for Bain, and uh, wish Christopher the best of luck in his writing career. But uh, but we're still getting to publish some of the anthologies he's done for us, so that's yeah. uh, so that's fun too. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, this one will be out in December, which I will remind everyone is a fine month for gifting. So, uh, good, good stocking stuffers
1: here. we uh, got to the mass markets in December. Um, yeah. What now? Mass markets make excellent stocking stuffers. They fit in.
2: Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Starting in October when you can give them out as Halloween presents as well. So.
1: <laughs> we have. Uh,
2: Let's see for yeah for the mass markets we've got three.
1: We have the Imperium. We have uh, local custom. Serpent Daughter. Uh, a uh, sixteen thirty two book. No piece beyond the line. Those are some of the mass markets coming out. In, yep. Uh, in the fall.
2: In, uh, in the fall. Yep. Um, local custom is. Um, uh, a new hasn't been in mass market for a while. Um, a Leaden novel, um, Agent of the Imperium. For those of you who have ever played the Traveller role playing game, this one is for you. This is um, set in the uh, set in the history of the Traveller universe, written by the creator of the Traveller universe, um, and was a Dragon uh, Award nominee. Um, The Founder Effect by uh, Robert Hampson and Sandra Bedlock is a a future history, braided future history um, inspired by the Tennessee Valley Interstellar Workshop. Um, And uh, so it is hard science based um, about what really the first interstellar human colony will look like. Lots and lots of uh, great, 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 fun stories, including from um, David Weber and Mark Wandry. And um, uh, uh, Dave Dave Butler also has a, a fun story about uh, story. Uh, bride stealing.
1: Larry yeah. wrote, wrote something for it, right?
2: Larry Career. Larry Career wrote the introduction, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So,
2: yeah. All right. That, that wraps up our uh, fall season. Do we want to give them? Well, we what about,
1: give them a taste? We could. Uh, well, I know the the one thing that that I know is coming up is Tim Powers' excellent uh, it's sort of finale to this three uh, this this series of the uh, the Vickery and Castine novels, which is uh, yes. it's, also, it, it's kind of a weird um, interdimensionally challenged Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> with ghosts, well, I mean, exactly right,
2: ghosts they're they're uh,
1: they're kind of like ghosts and and they're and they're evil and can hurt you um often sometimes they're just yeah. they're just really confused and uh, but they can they can get in you and they can do all kind and, and it's just a cool world and and then this one um, this is called stolen skies and uh in this in, it is about ufo's Appearing around uh, Los Angeles and what that might portend, and because it's temperatures, <laughs> no. it might some powers <laughs> So, or more, you know, <laughs> it more it, wide, yeah, it's
2: it's, it, it's funky and, and weird. But I mean, did did you not find it interesting that you know the U.S. government finally admits that UFOs are real? right we thought it was the russians the russians thought it was us it's not uh there are identified things out there that that credible people have seen we you know they they have released the classified files on this and this is when tim powers novels yeah about this comes out
1: connected into the 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 archetypes or something i don't know it just
2: mm, i'm just yeah. saying i and, that,
1: I'll tell you one thing you know, well, maybe is he it
2: aliens plans. or is it tim
1: that's right that's right because if it does turn out to be what tim says it is it's pretty pretty dangerous for us <laughs> so oh my god
2: yes <laughs> yeah yeah we really we, we better hope that there are heroes like Vickery and Castain out there <laughs> so,
1: exactly. exactly. so that's a fun yeah. fun book in general yeah, would- um I don't know, I haven't uh, memorized the, the spring list yet.
2: <laughs> ah, okay. Well, yeah, we, we'll just sort of briefly cover, cover spring. We have a, another new Dubain author, uh, a guy named Michael Merceau. It's a, uh, um, those who know French will understand that, yes, this is indeed a in pseudonym. Um, and the deep man, I will just say, we we bought it because it reminds me so much of the dorsi. Um, and, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it's not... Uh, it's not Gordy Dixon's Dorsi, but it made me feel like I felt when reading Gordy Dixon's Dorsi. So uh, really fun, far future uh, military science fiction uh, novel e- exploration. So, um, so uh, that'll be coming out in the, uh, in the spring, in January.
1: I um, have an honor verse.
2: Yes, we do. I'm just Um, trying to think if we, yeah, okay. Yeah, we have a new Honorverse novel coming out, um, A Call to Insurrection. So this is uh, David writing with Tim Zahn and um, Tom Pope, um, who is an Honorverse expert.
1: uh, Series, sub-series. Yes.
2: Yes. So this is this is the early history of um uh, the kingdom of manticore we haven't yet become an empire of manticore and in this one we get to explore uh, the early history of the andermani empire which is at that point an empire um and uh, uh they provides lessons both cautionary tales and things to uh, things to admire um from the andermani's of that time so uh, great great fun in the honorverse there. Uh, we do have a new uh, Leaden universe constellation collection. Um, right. We brought the first one of those out. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Is it five? God, it's already five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, we, we got to publish the complete short stories of the Leaden universe in three volumes, and by the time we had brought volume three out, there was another volume. Um, so uh, Sharon Lee and Steve Miller writing in that universe. Um uh th- i i think the short stories are a good place to start actually because you get to see the breadth of uh the kind of storytelling that they do yeah.
1: this um, is amazing the they they just the then we
2: have coming the
1: mosaic. up mosaic yeah this space yeah. opera mosaic of an entire universe
2: mm-hmm. um, and fun interesting characters people who feel like people um um often very weird people good people uh, let's see then we have something that's that's uh, kind of new for us it's a uh, two book series that is in fact two books um uh, and we're bringing them out back to back um, and in the fact Linschools? they they're they're coming what now
1: that the goals you 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 bought yeah, yeah. Yes. What are those yeah. what are those i don't know them yet so
2: Uh, They're really, really cool. Um, And uh, publishing them so close together that we we not only have um, covers that are going to be series look covers, but they are going to, in fact, make one long, uh, beautiful painting by Tom Kidd. They are... um, Uh, they call them portal fantasies these days, right? It's its its own genre where people from the real world go through a magic portal into a magic world. Um, And in this case, the three people who have been called to Overwear are three ladies of a certain age who happen to be the only ones who showed up for their book club meeting on uh, Valentine's Day. Um, So so you have uh, three ladies who have wide range of life experience being called to a fantasy world by three teenagers who do not have a wide range of life experience so the interaction between the questers and uh, the people that their their quest has called uh, to them uh, is really just a lot of fun at, 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 at first they you know the, the, the people who who called our ladies over are like, we were looking for heroes your ladies with knitting needles what the hell (laughs) Uh, but they do have grand adventures um, and great fun in this world where magic works Um, and uh, that has interesting ties uh, to our world so there's something for everyone in these um, and they're written by jane Linsgold. the first one is called the library of the sapphire wind and the second one is called the aurora borealis bridge Um, Bane readers know Jane Linskold from uh, her YA collaborations with David Weber um, that we were talking about earlier when we in the context of uh, uh, the teachers guides. So very mm-hmm. excited about those. Lots, lots and lots of fun. Um, now what? Is, let's see. What else do we have? A new hardcover. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah well, go ahead. On. What's your question? I was about to ask you about the new logo. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, oh well just to just to reassure everybody the new logo is the is the old logo. Uh what we what we have done is we've taken the bane dragon and starship logo that everybody loves um and we've uh updated it uh with one of our artists we worked with uh, Dominic Harmon to uh to turn it into a um snazzier version of itself. So I think you guys are going to really like it and you're going to start seeing um, the new version of the logo on uh, books coming out in the summertime. Um, there's a, a gold version and a, and a black and silver version, and they're they're both really really cool. So um, I will be debuting the new logo at the Bain Roadshow for LibertyCon. So if you would like to see that be one of the first to see that you can uh, go to the virtual Liberty con convention look for the Bain, the live bane road show uh, this coming Saturday
1: yeah. those are cool and so. you can go see them <laughs> I'm not gonna show them to you yet because it's not debut time
2: no. <laughs> So uh, just a couple of other things we have coming up. Well, uh, I'll I'll tease coming up. Um, We have uh, uh, Larry Correa uh, doing a sort of World War I trench fantasy with his friend Steve Diamond, uh, Servants of War. Uh,
1: That is going to be cool. Think of this. It's kind of like a (laughs) a fantasy bolo in that there are golem tanks. You know, it's like... Not Gollum from the Lord of the Rings. Golems like big clay, um, indestructible yeah. robots with their iron. I think and the... y'all. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah.
2: An endless, endless war. So yeah. You yeah. like yeah, the giant,
1: the the giant monsters from? Um, where did he do those? He did them in uh, the hard magic series as well. He he really likes that idea of, of giant iron giants. That are yes. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah.
2: And the, yeah, and these these take teams teams of men to uh, and women actually to to fight them. So yeah, yeah really cool. Uh, Valhellions, uh, which is the sequel to Shoot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, also in that season, we've got uh, Valhellions uh, by Tim Ekers, sequel to. The uh, uh, Night Watch, uh, urban fantasy. So, uh, so that, that one's uh, going to be really cool. It got another cool uh, Todd Lockwood cover. Uh, Weird World War Four um, by uh, Sean Patrick Hazlett. Um collection uh, anthology will be coming out. Uh, a new Taker novel by Wen Spencer called Harbaker.
0: Yay!
2: Yay! So happy to see that one um, will be coming out. Yes, when it's back, when Spencer is just one of our uh, one of our finest urban fantasy writers, and um, just just really really excited to, to to be able to share that with you guys. Um, Thinker is coming up. Happens
1: and, when modern Philadelphia gets crashes into uh, elf kingdoms.
2: Yes, uh-huh. and and bounces back off again, and then comes back and bounces back off again. And there's this whole industry um, created um, as, as people figure out the timing of the bouncing back and uh, and, and where, where uh, modern day Pittsburgh and uh, Elfland uh, Pittsburgh um, interact. Yeah. So I just, it, it, it's so much fun watching Wen's imagination go down these tracks and say, all right, well, if you have this thing, then what logically do people do? Well, you know, mm-hmm. they, look, they look for ways to make money off of it. So, <laughs> um, so uh, uh, we will we'll be out this, uh, when is it? Well,
1: by the way, when has a great story in World Breakers, um, which is yeah. the AI tank anthology that's coming out in August, which is one of those stories where the tank wakes up in a very altered future that it didn't, uh, that it's trying to figure out what the heck is going on. <laughs> uh, you know, and with when it's like uh, uh, it, it goes places yeah. you don't expect. It's really fun.
2: Exactly. Yes, she takes you places you don't expect. That's what I love about her stories. It's one of the reasons why I like her her uh, her science fiction stories as well as her fantasy. So um glad, glad to get that you guys got her to write uh, uh, science fiction as well. And we will end up with a new John Ringo novel called Into the Real, where John is writing uh, with uh, another younger writer, a lady named Lydia Scherer, who's uh, published uh, a bunch of novels independently.
1: Yeah. What now? We just had her on the podcast. She was one of our authors. Oh, um, Or We Shall Rise. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lydia's Lydia's very excited, uh, enthusiastic person. Um, And I'm very excited about Into the Real, um, which um, uh, John and Lydia were a little bit worried about because uh, in the first book, at least, um, 90% of humanity is not killed on the first page. So I'm just going to, you know, just just lay it out there for you however um there's a lot of great tension and a a lot of wonderful characters that you've come to expect um and uh, john and lydia were you know worked well together on this um so they had a great report on the
1: the podcast uh, episode that we did as well back and forth kidding so (laughs) yes
2: yeah this is sort of um, if Pokemon Go were met Ender's Game and were real, so yeah, mm. <laughs> Just, uh, maybe yeah, that yeah. is
1: yeah, like training ground for these UFOs that are. Oh, uh, who knows? <laughs> we'll see.
2: Electrophores, yes, exactly, yes. That actually,
1: yeah. some story. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So so that's sort of our, our, uh, our sneak preview of, of, of what's coming up. Um, if you want to see the artwork, again, we'll, we'll have the artwork for a lot of these titles, uh, some of the new books. Um, check out the uh, Bain Roadshow at the uh, Virtual Liberty Con coming up this weekend, um, or catch us at a convention. Uh, we plan to be at Dragon Con, um, Labor Day weekend, um, and um, other conventions moving forward. So.
1: A lot of the the book covers will appear in mid-July after um, sales conference as well. And you'll see them at your various booksellers at that point. Yep.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: It's a wonderful uh, couple of seasons. We've got coming or three that we talked about. So there's all (laughs) kind of cool stuff for us to look forward to.
2: I think so. so. I hope you guys like it. And um uh, you know, let us know your feedback. Um, always want to uh, hear from our readers and uh, uh, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we have a twice twice monthly newsletter uh, talking about uh, the forthcoming books and the forthcoming uh, ebook offerings. Uh, we run contests there and, uh, and uh, to see you on the social medias um, and,
1: uh, and subscribe to the podcast. To-
2: and subscribe to the podcast, aren't it? <laughs> you
1: can already be aware of it if you're listening or watching this. So, yeah. so all right. Well, Tony Wisecoff, thank you so much for, for uh for dropping in and telling us about the future.
2: <laughs> <laughs> At least the future of Pain Books. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Tony.
1: Here is another entry in David Weber's Honor Harrington series masterpiece, Uncompromising Honor. Honor keeps her promise. The Solarian League. For hundreds of years, they have borne the banner of human civilization. But the bureaucratic Mandarins who rule today's League are corrupt and looking for scapegoats. They've decided the upstart Star Kingdom of Manticore must be annihilated. Uncompromising Courage. Honor Harrington has worn the Star Kingdom's uniform for half a century. Very few know war the way Honor Harrington does. So far, hers has been a voice of caution. But now the Mandarins have committed atrocities such as the galaxy has not known in a thousand years. They have finally killed too many of the people Honor Harrington loves. Uncompromising vengeance. Now Honor Harrington is coming for the Solarian League and hell is riding in her wake. And now, David Weber's Uncompromising Honor.
0: George Benton Tower, City of Old Chicago, Sol System, Solarian League. And the Assembly will never give in, Nathan McCartney insisted hotly. Roll over and play dead for an alliance of Neobarbs who just totally destroyed Sol's economy? Who threatened to treat Navy ships as pirates and massacre their personnel? The delegates will never agree to that. Nathan's right. Malachi Abruzzi's voice was harsh, his eyes glittering. We need to fight on. We're closing the technological gap and they know it. That's the real reason they were desperate enough to try this Operation Nemesis shit. They know damned well that we didn't kill all those civilians in Beowulf, if anyone killed them. I'm not at all sure they were killed in the first place, but they're using it as an excuse. And sooner or later, everyone in the League will realize that's all the hell this is. If they're stupid enough to threaten the industrial capacity of every Solarian star system, they'll create so much hatred, so much resentment, Public opinion will demand we burn their systems to the ground and sow the ruins with salt. We'll turn them into bad memories and... Inukenty Kolokoltsov tuned them out. He sat at the head of the conference table, and for the first time in his long life, he genuinely had no idea what to do next. Agata Vodoslavsky wasn't present, and he wondered where she was. Perhaps she believed she could find a bolt hole somewhere, a way to evade the fate Harrington had decreed for them, a place to hide. God knew they could all use one. But there's not one. Not one that's deep enough anyway, he thought. And especially not since Harrington laid it all out on the public boards that way. There's no one in the entire star system who doesn't know precisely what the Alliance's conditions are, or who they blame for all of this. Was it remotely possible, he wondered, that the Mantis had been right all along about the existence of the Mason Alignment? or something like the alignment, at least? Could it be that they'd actually been telling the truth, as they understood it, at least, in all those diplomatic notes, all those protests he'd so blithely disregarded? He didn't know the answers to those questions, and if he didn't, then how could the man in the street, or even an assembly delegate, know them? The answer to that question, at least, was childishly simple. They couldn't, and it didn't matter a single solitary damn. They couldn't know whether or not the Mantis were telling the truth, no. But they did know whose heads the Mantis had chosen to demand. They did know who the Mantis blamed. And they knew who they had to hand over to prevent the Mantis and their friends from wrecking the Solarian League from one end to the other. The only good thing was that Harrington had given them a month. Kolokoltsov knew damned well it wasn't going to take that long for the citizens of the Sol system to decide what they were going to do. But at least they had a little time. Maybe there really was a bolt hole they could reach. Maybe. The conference room door opened abruptly without warning, and his head snapped up as a gendarmerie brigadier, accompanied by a gendarmerie lieutenant colonel and a marine major, walked through it unannounced. He opened his mouth to demand an explanation, then froze as a dozen assault rifle-armed gendarmes and marines in light body armor followed on their heels. What's the meaning of this? McCartney's demand was hot, Fierce and frightened. My name is Gaddis, the brigadier said flatly. This is Lieutenant Colonel Okiku and Major Tarkovsky. We're here to place you under arrest. Arrest? McCartney surged to his feet, pounding both fists on the conference table, his face dark with fury. We'll have you court-martialed. We'll have you shot for mutiny. You have no authority. No. We have all the authority we need. Gaddis's cold tone cut across McCartney's fiery indignation like a sword. It comes from Admiral Winston Kingsford and Deputy Attorney General Marie Claire Rorindal. McCartney's mouth snapped shut and Gaddis's eyes glittered. Attorney General Rorindahl, on the basis of information and evidence laid before her, has authorized your arrest for conspiracy, treason, and mass murder. Given the uncertain state of the civilian government and its agencies, She's formally requested that Admiral Kingsford and the Navy oversee that arrest." It was suddenly very, very quiet in the conference room, and Gaddis's smile was a vibroblade. Admiral Kingsford, in turn, deputized me. I'm afraid he couldn't be here himself, much as he would have liked to be, because his pinnace is currently en route to HMS Imperator, where, on behalf of the Solarian League, he will formally accept the Grand Alliance's terms. Three men and one woman, who up until that moment had been four of the five most powerful people in the Solarian League, stared at him in stunned silence. Too shocked even to think, far less protest. Gaddis looked at them for a moment, then turned to Okiku and Tarkovsky. Take them away, he said.
1: That was another entry in the complete audiobook serialization of Uncompromising Honor by David Weber. And that's it for the podcast. Thanks to audible.com and to podcast theme composer, Ruth Judkowitz. And special thanks to Bain publisher, Tony Weiskopf, for ushering in the great Bain books yet to come in 2021 and giving us a preview of Bain offerings in 2022. Please join us next time here at the hammering heart of science fiction and fantasy. And keep reaching for the stars.